From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up with Jeremy showing for Wednesday, December 19th, 2018. The Survivor Season 37 finale is tonight. 37 seasons of Survivor, Corey Bradburn. It's crazy. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's It'll be, uh, whatever that is, 19 years um, come, is, come the spring. Yeah. Um, it's been I on a long time. I've an entire full season, maybe an episode or two early on. But well, you're missing out. You're like missing things. out. That, but that's not why Corey Bradburn's on the show. Um, Corey Bradburn, oh, um, many of you know him from, from Golf Digest. Um, he, uh, he was on a while back to promote Golf Fitness, and then I think you were about to launch Golf Well when I first had you on, um, or, or maybe the second time. Golf Well, your golf wellness initiative has morphed. So instead of me telling the, the folks what's going on, why don't you tell the folks what's going on? Okay. Well, um, you know, initially it started, Golf Well started just as a sort of a like personal journey uh, or exploration of different ways to eat, think, or train for not only a better golf game, but also, you know, a bigger life. Uh, I think the, the, the two are very parallel in in lessons and teachings um and it's evolved now into really finding other people who are experts whether that's in golf specific areas of fitness uh or nutrition or mindfulness um but also outside of it that might have uh, experience teaching golfers or you know they have an interest uh or passion for the game themselves and what i really want to do with it is is create a place a community where where people who love the game of golf, golf is a part of their life, uh, can can approach wellness in a very, um, you know, comfortable way. I think there's a lot of stuff out there that might be a little too far-fetched for a lot of people who, you know, are, are, are more traditional or consider themselves, like, you know, more, more of like, you know, of the golf cloth as opposed to like, you know, willing to dabble into some kundalini yoga thing or something. So I just kind of want to bridge that gap a little bit and, and get people into uh, who, who have an interest in the game, uh, but are also interested in maybe some some uh, accessibility to lifestyle change that, that might help them, um, and, and they can take take and choose what they please uh, from that. So it's getting up and off the ground, and, and we have some, some big plans in store for 2019. Um, one of my all-time favorite social media things you posted is you're playing with your former colleague Ashley Mayo, and you posted something to the tune of "She never misses a fairway. I can't find a fairway," and and you know it it it, it was a pure laugh line. But you've made no secret that um, golf for you can get mentally frustrating, and I think for a lot of us, golf is mentally frustrating um missing you know a three-foot putt will get you aggravated but the key is getting past it fast but also there are those of us people like myself who suffer from from anxiety and, and other mental health uh disorders where that frustration can just you know can just add and add and you put one thing on top of another thing and it just spirals out of control and you have a bad day from both your research, your background, and then what you've done so far with golf, well, what have you figured out, or what has surprised you most about, okay, you've hit three bad drivers in a row, how do you get this back in the fairway, how do you, you know, 
you know, besides, you know, changing clubs, you know, how do you get your brain to think back positive again? Because then I think that, to me, golf wellness, in, in my mind, is, as somebody who, who lives this, works two ways. There is, how do I prep myself right for that golf day, and then during the round, when something goes wrong, how do I get myself back to that excited, you know, pump-to-play mental state that allows me to hit the best shots I can hit? So for, 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 for that latter thing, you know, your game is going to arrive mid-round. What have you picked up on how to kind of save it? <laughs> well, if I had to figure it out, uh, I'd probably be playing golf for, for a lot more money than I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I think there is, it is, golf is always a journey. I think no matter where your state is mentally, whatever your mental health uh, status is, but, um, and I'm really glad that, you know, more and more, uh, high-profile people are, are bringing attention to that, especially you know athletes. I think uh, that it's, it's great that it's becoming more uh, a more uh, talked-about topic, and it's not a taboo uh, in public culture anymore. But um, I think everybody has moments in time where they're frustrated with a shot that they hit, or a hole that they played, or even a round that they had. Um, I think the people just from like my pure observation and my own experience uh, who are able to enjoy themselves the most are just that, people who are able to enjoy their time. And I think that really comes down to uh, just uh, gratitude and appreciation for, uh, for what you have in front of you. I don't think it comes down to uh, the, the actual outcome of the shot that you hit as much as the, your own ability to process uh, how much you're enjoying where you are in your present in your present moment, um, and and you know having the ability to play golf in the first place is is just a huge uh, blessing, right? I mean, like there's there's a lot of people in in this entire world who either don't have access to a course, don't have the funds to buy clubs and pay green fees, or you know, just live in a place where it just isn't even really a, a thing culturally. And, um, you know, I, I think perspective can, can do wonders. Um, and really, that, that, that's what I would say that I've observed and, and learned the most as far as who gets the most out of their, the rounds that they play. And um, it, it's a lot less about how they play and a lot more about how they enjoy their time out there. Because at the end of the day, honestly, we are our own harshest critics when we play and nobody is going to remember like you you missing that five foot putt or you hit duck hooking that drive except for you like everybody else is going to be oh, totally consumed by their own rounds or they're just going to be um you know happy that they that they were able to, to play around in golf in the first place now of course there's you know Sublines to that as far as if you're playing for money or competing or, or what your, your you know, mindset is around that. But the people who I've played with the most, who I've noticed have enjoyed it the most, are the people who are just able to enjoy being out there and appreciating the fact that they're out there and appreciating the fact that they can play golf. And, of course, everybody likes it more when they hit good shots over bad ones. But the people who hit bad shots and, and, and just move on because they can always go back to appreciating that they're out there, um, I think is, is a, a really good foundation for, um, you know, I guess, enjoying your time on the course more. We're talking to Corey Bradburn, uh, Golf Well. Uh, what's the current website? And, and uh, it's the Golf Well podcast. 
Um, yeah, so it's a show, a podcast. Uh, it's, I pretty much publish it on, on any and every social platform that exists. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, the home base for it on, is still my website, uh, CoreyBradburn.com. Um, and I would say you can find any pieces, the whatever I would publish uh, easiest uh, on Instagram at golf.well. Um, I'm going to read you your most recent Instagram post on this topic, the first part of it, because that's what led me to, to text you and said, I've got to have you back on. If music is the space between two, uh, uh, sorry, if music is the space between the notes, then the silly game of chasing a white ball um, around the field is equally about the steps between the shots. In both art and sport, the blank space is the canvas and the notes and shots are the masterpiece. I've noticed that when I clutter the steps between shots with too much self-consuming thought, worry, and anxiety creep in, I overthink everything and end up hitting a worse shot than I'm capable of. There's a whole bunch of people on my high school golf team who are going to hear this interview and think, that's me. Um, <laughs> which is true, because that is me. Um, you're somebody who... Um, you've worked very hard on your game you've worked very hard on your on on your fitness for golf you've worked very hard on trying to shoot the best scores um have you had to dial back your own expectations over the years of what is a successful round so that you can enjoy it more because that's what i've found personally is that my expectations for my game i could be about a, a 12 13 handicap if i really worked at it but I can't really work at it right now, so I'm not going to you know, expect myself to, to, to shoot 82. Um, what do you mentally go through as you think about a round and think about the round going on? And have you had to dial back the expectations you've had for yourself just so that you unclutter the mind and don't overthink everything? Um, yes, the... The short answer is yes, uh, but the long answer, longer answer is that, you know, I haven't competed. I haven't played a competitive round of golf other than maybe a, I think I did a public links qualifier uh, a couple of summers ago. But really, I mean, since college, uh, with the last, uh, and I was, jeez, I don't know, I feel so old, eight or <laughs> ten years ago, uh, where I really was playing to shoot a score, per se, right? Um, yeah, of course, I had like some fun rounds where, you know, I'll play a match with a friend, um, but you know, I, I, I look. I love to play, shoot low scores, and, and play well, and hit great shots. Uh, I think everybody does, but I think my expectation isn't about the score that I shoot anymore. It's about who I'm who I'm playing with, and and how the day is going. And just again, I, I mean, not to sound like a broken record, but to to go back to just being being grateful that that I'm even able to to play um you know i think like the that that lens looking at a, a round of golf through that lens will just make you feel a little bit lighter in general and just appreciating the fact that you're out there will make you feel lighter in general and those steps between the shots right like you know it's, it's it sounds trivial but uh i think what was it ben hogan he says you know it's, it's okay to stop and smell the roses you know as you walk or something I, i'm totally butchering that quote but yeah. um you know i mean there, there's some validity to that as far as you know you it's so easy to get caught up in 
you know, if you, you chunk an iron shot and miss a green or hit it in the water or X, Y, Z, like, everybody's going to do it. Golf is not supposed to – the, the game inherently is designed to be hard. <laughs> so, um, you know, the, to be able to take it with a grain of salt, laugh about it a little bit, enjoy the fact that you're out there amongst nature, um, it's all it, that is all helpful. And so to answer your question, yeah, my expectations have changed because my, my lens of playing has changed. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to get to a higher level competitively anymore. You know, when I was growing up and playing in junior tournaments and then playing in high school and then playing in college, um, there was always something to strive for as far as the next competitive step. Um, you know, and the dream as a kid was to, to play, you know, professionally. And that, so that was always what I was aspiring to. And, and when I decided that that wasn't going to happen, um, then, you know, the lens the, 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 that I look through the game with uh, definitely changed. So it does change expectations, but it, but it also changed how, you know, how I like to play now. Like I, you know, I, I know you'll text me sometimes. You'll see that I I, I played around. You'll ask what I shoot, and and I honestly and genuinely say I don't really know because you know I, I think it was around this, but I'm not I'm not vigorously you know writing down my stats, and you know I'm not like wondering about which you know you know how many pars, birdies, bogeys, whatever that I've made, or how many fairways I hit. I'm just I'm just out there, and and you know I'm enjoying the process. I'm enjoying. You know, try to execute each shot as well as I can, but um, you know, I do like I like I said and wrote in that post. I, I definitely have a tendency to overthink things, and I know that if I get into that world of, of trying to keep score or trying to track things or trying to analyze what's going on mid round, that that it's that it's going to really be like you know mentally damaging for myself just because I'm going to get in a state of, of analysis versus a state of enjoyment and appreciation. Talking to Corey Bradburn. All right, um, you suffered a shoulder injury earlier this year. You've been public about it. Um, um, you know, I, I am not breaking any HIPAA laws by by uh, uh, by saying not, this. Not at all. Um, I and, hope you notice, but I'm, I'm a little transparent sometimes. Yes, yes. Um, just, just please do not post what color underwear you're wearing. That's not something we, you know, it's not something we're looking for. Um, and I think for a lot of people who, who may hear this who are not golfers, um, this may be useful, though. You got hurt. You could not play. Um, let's not worry. I, I don't want to focus on the mental frustration because, you know, that's a whole separate thing. And that, I think, is very much what's going on in your life and, and how much other stuff you have going on. But from a recovery, rehab, and then getting back into it standpoint, for those out there who may have suffered something, Everybody says, "Don't come back too soon. Don't come back too soon. Don't come back too soon." But you're 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 so anxious to do it. What was your journey like? Obviously, this is a very long answer, which we don't have time for. But basically, what was your journey back, and when did you say to yourself, "Okay, I give you self uh, permission to go out here and try this"? Uh, when the doctor said I could. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's your lesson. Um, um, <laughs> how hard was it, though, to wait and then to trust it and then to go back? Because Tiger said, even with his back, I mean, he was hitting 100-yard seven irons just because he was so scared. And he had to basically say, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine to yourself and, and eventually ramp it up. But he said he was the worst seven-iron professional golfer in history when he first got back. Yeah, uh, well, I, I certainly can't 
compare what, what happened to me to right. you know, Tiger's back issues. Um, and, and obviously our goals for getting back to playing are, are very different as well. Um, but, you know, it was definitely the, the one of the biggest injuries that I had um, that I had suffered in, you know, my life. Uh, I, I've been very fortunate, but this one, this one has definitely been a setback. And um, I don't, I wasn't really frustrated with how long it took. I was frustrated more because it, of the timing of it. Um, I had mentally sort of prepared myself to, to be able to play a little bit more uh, in that it, it happened at the beginning of August and, and I was going to kind of use the end of August, beginning of September, you know, those couple of months to, to get a little bit more golfing than I had in the beginning of the, of the year. And so it was just disappointing from that end of like, you know, I, I kind of made plans to, to play with people and then I had to like, you know, cancel. So I mean, it was that was that was disappointing, but you know, it's life. Things happen. I I'm an active human. I, I like to play other sports, particularly soccer, and that's you know, I mean, that's a contact sport. You you know what you're signing up for. So um, you know, that, that kind of comes with the territory, and it happens. So you know, it, it's been a nice lesson in patience as well. Um, give us a teaser for 2019. Obviously, you can't reveal you know everything that 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 the Golf Well brand will be doing in 2019. But what's the teaser? Wow. Um, I I would say the teaser is by the end of the year we will have a retreat ready to go. Oh. 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 Yep. Wow. Okay. If that's not a teaser for those of you who like golf trips, um, I don't know what is. Um, all right, let's move away from golf well for a second. You did something that a lot of people um, are jealous of. You played Stream Song. Um, and I think you played, uh, did you play all three or two of the three? Uh, no, I played two. I played black and red. Okay. Um, is that place as wild and awesome and crazy as it looks? It was phenomenal. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it, it was very fun golf um yeah it was it was great there was a lot of different black was bigger just everything was bigger the bunkering the, the fairways the, the greens the slopes uh and red was a little more quirky um and and there was definitely like visually it was there were a lot of different looks um so it was really fun is it a is from what i've heard and from what i've seen and from what i've watched it's very much an experienced golf course, and by that I mean you've got to throw out the scorecard in a sense. You're going to have some really weird things happen to you, and you've just got to live with it. That is very much a St. Andrews, you know, um, you know, Pebble Beach, Augusta National, Sawgrass. It's about the opportunity, and, 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 and back to your point, to be grateful to play there more than it is testing your game on a, you know, unique kind of layout is that is 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 that mindset you know ring true to you i think anytime you play a course for the first time especially one that you know is is rated very highly but um you know you you can't really have any expectations because you just don't know the lay of the land at all and you know you just kind of play what you see and you play with uh you know the caddy sort of like it, point the direction the caddy points you in and um you just kind of take it for what it is and I mean, those kinds of rounds, you, you learn so much about about the course, and you can hit 
like a shot that you think is exactly what you need to do and it, it might end up in the wrong place just because the caddy didn't know how far you carry a certain club or you know you just get a weird bounce that you just didn't expect because you don't know you know just the, how how the course plays uh so that stuff you just have to laugh off right like you can't expect any any like type of coherent round until you really get to know 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 the grounds so um you know but it, it, that that's part of the fun of getting to play somewhere for that you know you might you know you might only play a handful of times at most if only just once in your life uh i think that's that's part of the the exploration and experience of it uh, I'm lucky enough to call Corey Bradburn a friend, but even if you're not somebody who can call Corey Bradburn a friend, CoreyBradburn.com, Golfwell's the brand, follow him on all social mediums. Um, he, If you are somebody who is suffering from any kind of mental health issue, A, get help, don't feel ashamed about it, but B, I think a lot of what he says in the sports realm may ring true to you in other parts of your life. And if that gives you comfort to know that there are others out there going through what uh, you're going through, um, then you're better off for it. And that's what—that's why I read the first part of that uh, of that Instagram post because I said, "Oh my God, that's me," and that makes you feel better. Um, so that's my pitch to anybody out there: a, get help if you need it; but b, I think golf well, even if you're not a golfer, may help some of you out there who are going through mental things because it rings true in a lot of places, not just sports. Well, I, you know, I appreciate that, Jeremy. And I will, um, I'll just say one thing. Like, I am certainly not a, uh, an expert or um, someone who, you know, is trying to preach a certain way of, uh, of living. But, you know, I do want to give people the chance to know that, you know, no matter who you are or where, you are in life, uh, everybody has their own shit. So <laughs> you're definitely not alone. And, um, you know, it's it's something that, that I think we, when there's a community around that and a, a group of people who can support each other uh, and kind of rally around one common uh, interest or, you know, something that, that, that gives them satisfaction or pleasure, then, uh, you know, it, it, helps, it helps anyone. So, um, you know, I, I like I said earlier too. I think it's it's great that like mental health awareness is becoming uh, less taboo and, and more talked about, um, and I think that that should continue. And I don't think there's any shame in in, in talking about it or, or admitting it or discussing it whatsoever. So, um, you know, I, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, my pleasure, uh, Corey. We'll be back as as things warrant. Uh, something tells me he'll be on here promoting that um, retreat uh, sometime later next year. Um, so uh, thank you, Corey, and thank you all for listening to Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling. CoreyBradburn.com. Golf Well is the podcast and the brand. Uh, thank you all for listening, and have a great day.